Welcome back. This is the week you missed with Todd and Jarrett. We got a great episode coming up because it was a wild week that you missed. We are uh, at December 3rd, 2021, wrapping up one of the craziest years known to uh, man. And I think we're getting ready for an even wilder year coming up. So I think uh, the wild news that I I feel like I can't stop thinking about, I'm curious what's going to happen. I feel like this was inevitable. All of the people who think like, oh, this is so surprising. I don't know how it's surprising. Um, I don't know exactly how it was going to come about, but I knew something was uh, eventually going to go is Omicron. So a uh, few things with Omicron. I think there's a few, uh, I, I guess we could talk about Omicron, but I, I'm focused a little bit on just some of the, um, uh, I guess, hypocritical aspects of it. So first, we skip, we go through the variants, naming them with the Greek alphabet. Do you know we skipped two out two letters in the alphabet? Yeah, it's been a, I had to memorize the Greek alphabet when I was uh, pledging a fraternity in college and I do not know it anymore, but I, I just sensed, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they skip what is it, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta. They skip Gamma is in there. They skip, they skip new, which at first I was like, why'd they skip the new variant? And I think I was with my brother. I said, hey, you know why they skipped the new variant? And he said, what's the new variant? And like, I was like, ah, oh, that's why they skipped it. Cause wow. it's, uh, it sounds like new. But then the one after that they skipped was the XI, however you pronounce that. Z. Z variant. And the reason they skipped it was because of China. Uh, and they don't want people to be like blaming China for this Z variant. So I have a couple of, uh, I just think that's a little bit odd. One, um, why, actually the main thing, why are we giving in to China to kind of like appease them or like, or not make uh, their prime minister or president, whatever Xi um, upset? Is like, to me, what's, uh, what's pretty interesting is hey, if the WHO is so concerned about what their president XIZ thinks about them, who's to say that they weren't changing news earlier in the year or last year because they didn't want to upset President Xi? Who's to say that the origins of the virus weren't investigated as thoroughly as they should have been because you didn't want to upset President Xi or however you say it? I um I just don't really understand how you're gonna skip the protocol is to name variants based on the alphabet and all of a sudden you're changing kind of the rules for what doesn't really make sense and then just another thing I guess to add and I'll let you um I'll let you respond to it all is um because it's kind of related is we found the Omicron virus variant it was first detected in South Africa. And instantly, United States said, you can't travel to America from South Africa, Botswana, and like three or four other countries down there. If all of these things that just I just mentioned were done by President Trump last year, I can't help but think he'd be called racist and anti-Asian for God knows what, saying uh, something about President Xi and also about 
um, not letting African countries into America. And it's like, why is no one saying that about President Biden? Why did we just limit four African countries that had nothing to do with the Omicron variant just because they're close to South Africa? That seems pretty discriminatory. And it seems like we're penalizing a country for doing the right thing. Because the only reason that South Africa detected the variant is because they said that they detected the variant. It's probably detected in Europe as well. Europe probably just didn't say anything yet because they didn't want to screw themselves over economically. I don't know. I definitely, you so said you're right on a couple of things. And one, you don't have to speculate. No, I'm right on everything, Todd. I'm right on everything. <laughs> we, we don't have to speculate. You win. When Trump first rolled out travel bans for the virus, I think even Biden himself tweeted out basically being like, this is xenophobic, racist, blah, 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 blah. He was pilloried up and down saying, you know, this is crazy, this is racist, that, you know, just more racism from Trump, yada, yada, yada. Now, it turns out that at that time, given where we were in the pandemic, pretty much everyone now is like, okay, that was the right thing to do. Like, we should have done that because, you know, we didn't have vaccines, we didn't have testing capacity, it was raging, it was new. You know, I think everyone now, anyone who's honest is going to say that, yes, that was the right thing to do. Um, now they're not gonna go back and apologize to Trump and be like, oh, our bad for calling you racist. And you know, who cares? But, you know, this idea that it is just funny watching watching this happen because especially now with, with the fact that we've got vaccinations in place, with the fact that outside of vaccinations, so many people have gotten this thing that there is natural immunity in the population as well. Um, and also the fact that all the initial testing data and everything that is coming out is basically saying, this looks to be milder. Yes, it is more infectious, but it is not as deadly. And with the way that, you know, viruses typically evolve, that is the standard path of a virus because it follows evolutionary sort of pressures like anything else. And so just like humans or polar bears or tigers, a virus wants to replicate and spread itself around. And the way you do that is not by killing people off, because if right. you kill your host, you can't spread. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't think any of this is really surprising, but it is just unfortunate that like, you know, honestly, and this is my tinfoil hat time, like I, I am starting to believe more so now than ever that all this COVID stuff, and especially with the response from for Omicron, it's it's less about anything having to do with the virus and more about exerting control and being able to, to just sort of, you know, I think condition people to travel bans and testing and vaccination requirements and all this is just, it's just the, you know, we're in a slow pot of boiling water and they're turning the heat up when they think that they have the ability to do so, you know, and, and I don't like it. And I think that you know, you're also right about the origins of it. I, I, I saw, I read in an article that there had been evidence of Omicron infections in the Netherlands, I think like a few weeks before it was ever found in South Africa. Now, maybe the Netherlands didn't realize they had a new variant. And now after Omicron popped up, they sort of did some reverse genetic testing on previous samples and discovered it. I, I don't know, but, you know, frankly, to have all these travel bans on a country so quickly when frankly the origins of the variant aren't determined completely you know i would say not beyond a, a shadow of a doubt 
Um, and like you said, you're we're sort of punishing South Africa for doing the right thing, for saying right. we're finding this variant. And uh, I was listening to another podcast and someone brought up that, you know, it would be great if we had some sort of like international global fund that was established that any country that genetically maps a new variant that is becoming prevalent gets, you know, $100 million or something like this. Like rewarding these countries for doing the work to find these new variants, to sequence them and to let the world know about them. But right. instead, you're absolutely right. We're creating this incentive structure where, you know, if there's a country that was heavily dependent on tourism, that had reopened everything up and people were traveling back and forth and they discover a new variant, there's an economic incentive for them to be like, well, let's just not tell anyone about this. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely a, a problem. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. And I guess uh, it definitely seems like we're going back towards uh, lockdowns and sanctions and all of that. I'm uh, at a point, I think it's a little too early for me to tell like if this Omicron is actually as um, nerve wracking as uh, they're making it out to be. I don't know. I um I do understand you where it definitely seems like there's just a lot of control going on and like are they actually concerned? Um it, it is just interesting uh overall uh how everything is is uh handled the it I nothing makes sense and every day I feel like it just makes less sense because uh I don't know, doesn't doesn't add up in my my head. Yeah, you know, and I think that. I don't know. I just think that, you know, I mean, do you think the American public or cities would tolerate another lockdown? No, no, that's I'm kind of uh, I think the government wants to do another lockdown and I'm kind of uh, anxious to see what that's going to look like, because, yeah, there's no chance in hell America is going to uh, be receptive to that at all. But based on what's happening around the world, it looks like that's the trend we're going towards. Um, I think Germany just locked down. There's a few countries that just like started uh, closing borders, not 100% like they did before, but a little bit more and more. Well, and, and you know, in, in Germany, the, the lockdown I think they're doing now, at least last I read, is they're locking down the unvaccinated only, which, yeah, which, which is which bringing up some really, really <laughs> weird scenes that I feel like the German people would be like, can we not do this? Like, can, can yeah, not, not be going around asking like papers, please. <laughs> and like, yeah. you now have to go home and just sit there and, you know, concentrate on why you don't have a vaccine. Really think about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I, it's, uh, it's wild. I don't know. Let's change the topic. What do you got to say? <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Cuomo and the, the Cuomo Oh my God, I can't believe I haven't even been thinking about that. Man, just... you know, I think the, it's, I, 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 look, I'm here for it. I hated Andrew Cuomo about two seconds into the pandemic. As soon as he started having his pompous goddamn press conferences every day and watching the entire country turn against him was one of the most glorious things I've ever experienced um, yep. in terms of news. It was just awesome because, you know, I, I, was, I was saying it from the beginning. I was like, this, this guy with the, with the nursing home deaths, with everything else. And then, you know, the, the ironic thing with Andrew Cuomo is that, oh, yeah, you, you, your policies led to the deaths of possibly thousands or tens of thousands of elderly people, which you might have been able to defend at first by saying, hey, we didn't know about the disease, we made some wrong choices, and now we know. 
However, the fact that they covered up the data and tried to massage the numbers- It just got worse and worse. Exactly, just makes it worse. The cover up is always worse than the crime, as they say. And so, you know, and now just to have his pompous asshole brother, Chris Cuomo, who's, you know, talking head on CNN and, and tries to pawn himself off as like a journalist and not a, you know, not a comment commentator. Yeah. Uh, you know, is now revealed that, you know, he didn't just listen in on some conference calls. He was actively helping try to like dig up dirt on accusers, leveraging his journalistic sources yep. and really, you know, abusing his position in the media to try to help um, a, a sitting politician who happens to be his brother. Yeah. Now I've seen, I've seen a lot of people say that like, look, if my brother was in trouble, I would probably do some immoral stuff too. And you know what? I would too. I'm sure you would as well. Um, yeah. But that's not to say that if and when you get caught during that, you don't get to just be like, he was my brother. Like, no, yeah, you got to deal with the consequences. Exactly. And for someone, for someone in Chris Cuomo's position, those consequences involve you don't get to be employed anymore. And, you know, right now they have indefinitely suspended him, which it's like, it's, it's sort of like when police get put on administrative leave after shooting someone, it's like, oh, you mean a paid vacation? That That's that's what's happening? Yeah. He's collecting his salary, just doesn't have to work. Oh, let me, cr- you know, cry me a river. Like, come on. Exactly, and- they got to fire him. And I think some of the women who are upset at Andrew Cuomo are upset he hasn't been fired yet. They're saying like, the longer CNN goes without firing him, the more that they have uh, kind of blood on their hands as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, how, how long? I, I predict he will be back on the air. I think it'll be within a month. You think uh, so? I mean, they do have the uh, the masturbator uh, uh, back on air. <laughs> <laughs> they got Tubin. Yeah. Tubin got caught beating off on a Zoom call and they brought his ass back. Lubin Tubin. <laughs> and so, you know, I think that, uh, I don't know. And it's actually interesting. I don't know. Have you been following that? that CNN is being acquired by um, Discovery. Do you, are you following that story at all? No. So the Discovery Group, or and I might be getting some of the corporations wrong because you know parent corporations, whatever else. But uh, the C, the Discovery Channel network or company is purchasing CNN, and one of their largest shareholders was just on. He was being interviewed and basically saying like. You know, I would like to see CNN return to its roots of being just like a down the middle news network and not so much wrapped up in this, you know, in, in commentary and getting politicized. And, you know, because I, I think the idea that CNN basically, the idea that someone would try to say with a straight face that CNN delivers non-biased news coverage is just absolute bullshit. Um, yeah. Look, and I don't think any of them do. I don't think, you know, Fox News, NPR, MSNBC, CNN, they've all got their slants and the idea that any, any of them try to sort of really say that like, we're the news and you can trust us, like, come on, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, so I don't know, but I, I think hopefully we see some uh, some heads roll at CNN. I, I think it would be great to see Chris Cuomo uh, actually completely fired. I think it would be great to see Don Lemon fired as well, because that guy's just sort of a pompous windbag as well. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with it all, and I I think just a, a couple, maybe one thing uh, to add, maybe I'll have more. But I've been saying the Cuomo's suck for I feel like a long time, uh, and you shouldn't really judge people based on their family. But 
their family can give you at least a good uh, place to start inspecting or investigating. And uh, the Cuomo's dad was a fraud. He was a bad guy. He was, um, I forget exactly what he did, but he was a politician and got in trouble for breaking the law. So it's like, if the dad broke the law as governor of New York, um, do you really think that the two kids are gonna uh, be completely clean? Hopefully, possibly, but it doesn't surprise me at all that they uh, have done what they've done. And um, I, I just think it's also funny, like being Chris Cuomo, how, um, how you could like come on the air and, uh, and act like you're a great guy when like you're not doing really nice things. And like, um, again, I, I hate Trump just as much as most people hate Trump, but I feel like those two, Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo, bashed Trump probably more so than anyone else last year. And it's like, hey, maybe you guys should have been looking inward and uh, trying to solve your own issues rather than just pointing at others and saying how bad that they are. Yeah, Mario Cuomo, their father, was just a, a you know, a notorious machine politician. Um, you know, and, it, and New York has always been, um, you know, legendary for its sort of machine politics and having these these groups that really just like control so much. Uh, and the Cuomo's were a big part of it. And actually, just a, to, a little story about Andrew or Mario Cuomo's shittiness. I think it was either he was running against, I believe, Ed Koch, either for governor or for mayor of New York. I can't remember which. I don't remember the details. But Ed Koch was always rumored to be um, a homosexual and closeted at the time and not out. And I don't know if it was if it was an official ad, but there was basically some ads or or phrasing that was going out that was saying, "Vote for Cuomo, not the homo." And uh, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're an asshole. I get it. Like, and you know what, frankly, if this was in like the seventies or eighties in New York, like I'm sure that hit, I'm sure that worked with people, but it's like, it doesn't make you not a jerk. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know? And eventually but, uh, you gotta, you gotta kind of accept what you, uh, what you dished and when it comes back to you. Yeah. But I, you know, I, uh, I, uh, don't wish any you know negativity to come to uh to them and hope they have good lives but you know you got to pay the piper and you know frankly i think the the biggest punishment at all for either chris or andrew cuomo would basically be to just slip into a life of irrelevance and you know five years from now everyone being like i don't even know who cuomo is like the, yeah. the fact that hopefully their political and media legacy has just been snuffed out would be a, a massive punishment for people with such large egos. I agree, but I, I do want to give uh, Chris one little uh, lifeline extension. If uh -huh. you've got some free time and you want to come on our show, Chris, uh -huh. <laughs> you're more than welcome to, uh, to give your defense of the whole situation. We'd love to have you on uh, the week you missed. <laughs> that would be the, uh, the get of the century. Hell yeah, dude, let's make it happen. <laughs> and then then we can go into complete irrelevance. But um, that would be pretty fun. I think that's all I got. Uh, do you have any like closing statements, closing thoughts? No, it's, uh, uh, you know, let's hope, hope for the best as we close out this crazy year. I, I think the one thing I remember is everyone last year was like, oh, 2021 is going to be so much better than 2020. And I remember being like, no, it's not. No, no it's it not. It started Most, off with January 6th. It's almost been a year since well, January 6th. I, I, I was saying it before 2021 even started. I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, because I called it. I said, 
we're going to have conflicts over vaccines. We're going to have conflicts. And now it's going to be, it's going to get even worse. And people are like, how's it going to get worse? And I'm like, just wait. 2022 is going to get worse. And I, I'm already pretty sure 2023 is going to be even worse. Um, guess what happens in 2023? Trump probably comes back in the picture. <laughs> like, Man, you know, it's, it's going to be fucking nice. Florida, uh, we'll probably talk about this next week. Florida just uh, announced they're getting a civilian military together. So <laughs> we're, Honestly, we're... Love, I'm here for it. I'm I am I am <laughs> here. I am here for the for the breakup of this country and watching what happens. I think it will be wild. I think honestly, I think it's I think it happens to some degree in our lifetimes. I think I'm we... committed to no side except the winning side. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I just want to stay alive and and free. Well, that that is a winning strategy in terms of staying alive for sure. But uh, but yeah, I think that's all I got for now, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you next week. Hell yeah! Have a good one, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace.